I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. James Brown, the third. <laughs> Are you ready? We're gonna do scandal episode one, 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 one. Yes, I am super pumped for this. I actually really quite enjoyed this, so I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I did not enjoy the episode through the beginning. However, I did come around. Um, as you know, I, I texted you. I said I hate yeah. this, and all of a sudden I texted seven you. minutes and he wanted to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, I hate this, and then. No, the best part was when you go, is this another government show? Because we're like still reeling from House of Cards. I did it all caps too. Um, I was actually very pissed. And then, (laughs) oh man. And then I was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to ruin, I don't want to ruin Scandal for myself. And you said, I knew this would happen eventually. That's something to talk about though. And I was like, I'm a man of the people. I would do my duty. I am a hero. I will not disgrace the uniform. And then you were like, and you didn't get it. I was literally throwing <laughs> lines from the show at you. I thought you were just getting super jazzed up about <laughs> about our podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I always try to throw it in as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely something that I was like, oh man, like I could, like, I was watching it on Netflix and it started rolling into the second episode and I was like, oh, I don't want to hit the stop button. <laughs> Like, I enjoyed it. I liked its puppiness. I liked that it was fast and quick. And I just really enjoyed it. So this is how it went. I go, watching now, it's 7.03. And then at 7.11, I was like, is this another political show? All capitals, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. 6.07, and I want to shut it off. She goes, ha, oh, we're going to have our first disagreement. And at 7.27, about 10 minutes later, I go, never mind. Wes Brown is in it. At least this episode, The Soldier. I'll tell you about him. And then at 8.05, I texted you. I came around. I really liked it. <laughs> Which I was so glad because I was like, although I would, I, there's going to be some shows we're going to fight about. I'm quite sure. I'm a little bit older than Joe and I'm a chick. So there's some different things that I like that Joe's probably not going to like, especially when I make him watch Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. It's not that bad. I watch One Tree Hill. I really One like Tree One Hill's Tree Hill. has got nothing on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Besides that guy, has a kid from the Mighty Ducks who I like. Yeah, <laughs> he gives it the cool factor. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, who, James Vanderbeek's in it too. I love James Vanderbeek. Yeah, the beak from the creek. The beak from the creek. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh. I, I can't wait to do that one live for you guys. It's gonna be a hoot. <laughs> oh, so you want to get into some of the scandal? Yeah, scandal. Now, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I. I liked where this picked up because it picked up with a lot of energy. And when I went into it, I was like, oh, are we watching another like political thing? But it's not. It's not. I was pleasantly surprised. I was worried about that. And I was also worried that it was an ABC show because ABC, I'm not going to lie, is very hit or miss. I think all of their ABC shows are all produced by Shonda Rhimes, who also made Scandal. So all the best dramas on that station are all from the same person, basically. Yeah, I actually thought it was produced by Dick Wolf, the way it started. Yes. It, it, wait, very true. I got a, I got a very big Law & Order vibe from this. Yep, exactly. Especially, well, we'll get to it. But, Courtney, give us a background about what was happening when Scandal first came out. Sure. Um, this, this premiered in April of 2012 on ABC, as we said. 
Um, it's all part of Shondaland, which is the television production company of Shonda Rhimes. She created the other ABC hits like Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, How to Get Away with Murder. So she's pretty well versed in the dramatics of it all. Um, and this was a this was a different undertaking for her because Olivia Pope is loosely based on this woman named Judy Smith. Judy Smith was um, a press aide for the George H.W. Bush administration. And she also was um, the founder of her own crisis management firm called Smith & Company. So essentially, same on the show. Um, the company had some pretty notable clientele. Monica Lewinsky was one. Wesley Snipes, another. Michael Vick, another after that. Uh, so she had some pretty high-profile cases. What I thought was really neat, too, was the character of Olivia Pope is really groundbreaking herself. Not a lot of people know this. She is the only dramatic protagonist role played by an African-American woman on network television since 1974. So we're talking from 74 to 2012. She was the next one. Now, yeah, waited to show me up about, I forgot Grey's Anatomy and stuff. I totally missed <laughs> yeah. so, Yes. Okay. So maybe ABC is in the mix and yeah. doing its thing. But like, I was worried because it's scandal, like my vibe originally going in. So we're going to do Joe's thoughts before it happens. <laughs> I, just, I just know it's like the handle it thing. So we have a special guest who's going to join us for episode two, but I just remember him being like, consider it handled whenever I'd yeah. ask it yeah. at the production company, whenever we had a question and I knew it was like a political thriller. And I was like, Oh God, no. Like, especially after house of cards, <laughs> After the house of cards. Yeah. I think we were a little gun shy to get back into something government based. Um, but like I said, I was pretty pleasantly surprised that this was, Kind of different. Yeah, I just knew it was like someone in DC that just makes things disappear for people. That's what I thought. I thought she was like a fixer, not so much like doing it for the the right reasons. And I'm actually like pleasantly surprised that this was based off a real person, which yeah. is great. I mean, I hope this woman didn't have sex with W. Um, <laughs> or did or she? like make out with a W in, in, the, in the Oval Office. Yeah. What happened in the episode, but... I get the same thought you did. I definitely went into this being like, okay, she works at the White House. They got to cover up all the nasty stuff they're doing there. Yep. But these are the good guys. And um, I like what they said. But like, it wasn't about solving the crime. It was about protecting their client. So the premise was definitely different. It was it was kind of a mixture of that crime and law, um, but taken to a different level. Yeah. So when the episode started, they were exchanging money like in this room. And I was just like, what? the fuck is going on with this like why it was just a weird setting and like right after it had like this the weirdest music and i was like i can't with this music like what is this music this is terrible but actually by the end of the episode the music was awesome which yes it's yeah, such a disconnect between the start of the episode and the end of the episode yeah it, it seems like two wholly different shows when she when they're going down that elevator yeah you get this kind of like like um dramatic music playing but what they're saying to one another is she's being very personal with him talking about his engagement um they're speaking like they're friends but they look like they're going on like some secret mission so it was a very weird balance where i didn't know how to read that either then they get down there they're meeting with a couple russians and i'm like what is this um but here's what i liked about her in contrast to when we watch house of cards she was an empowered woman who also knew how to be a person she knew she's going down there with her friend, her coworker. She's keeping it business, but she's also bringing personality into it. And they're acting like they actually know and like one another. 
So I enjoyed that. Yeah. So there's a couple House of Cards references, you know, right off the bat in this episode. So the ambassador with the baby, guess what? He was in House of Cards. Oh, he was? <laughs> and course. secondly, when she, when the new girl meets up with um, the guy who calls himself a gladiator. Yeah. He said, when I buy you dinner, you'll know I'm interested. Yeah. So shout out to to House of Cards. Kevin Spacey's like, yeah, fuck you. You're, you're going to know about it. So <laughs> I was like, this is the same show. I was like, I House of Cards is going to follow us forever. <laughs> but then Xavier showed up. Wes Brown. He played the soldier. Fun facts about him, what he's been in. Uh, Christmas at Graceland. Wedding at Graceland. Those movies. They're like Hallmark movies. I love them. So I was recently in Graceland. I stayed at the the guest house at Graceland, which where a lot of it was filmed, uh, which was really cool. And I went at Christmas time. So everything was the same. They hadn't changed out the um, much of the decorations. Oh, from when they did like the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. He's also in uh, Once Upon a Time, True Blood, Nano Two One and Oh, Heart of Dixie, and the show called Deception, which I don't know what that is, but Oh, Heart of Dixie. I definitely watched that. I guess I don't remember him. He must have been a minor character. Yeah, when he entered, he was so like just staggering with the blood dripping from him. I was like, What? We didn't wash off, go to the hospital, anything first before we came. Yeah, don't don't want to change your clothes. Don't want to just walk down the street with blood all over you. Great. When they go to question him. And they keep going in a circle. Like yes. the camera keeps going in a circle and like doing all these cuts. And I was like, that is so many takes. Yes. I have so many notes in here just about strictly the editing of this was so yeah. interesting. They're doing mm-hmm. that thing where they're doing um, the fast pace of the picture and his background and his girlfriend's background. They're doing a lot of um, one scene kind of overlaying over the other. Even when, you know, later in the episode, when they go look at his security footage, the security footage is playing over their faces as they watch it. Like, it's so subtle, but so well done in this because it really, they're what they're doing with that is using visuals to kind of fill in some of the information that they don't have to say, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. Did you notice how fast paced the talking was too? Yeah. I, <laughs> one thing I noted is like, how long was this one day? Yeah. This one day. <laughs> was so long like they did so much stuff in one night like your audience isn't one of the ones again is like one of those your audience isn't dumb like there's no way you could do all yeah ten thousand things he met the new girl at night presumably went in through that entire night into the next morning she meets with the president then she's meeting with the intern later then they're coming back around solving this other crime like it went on forever and no one changed so it was all one day it was one continuous (laughs) day like 24 hour period and i'm like like i i get it it's like hey they're hardworking people they're gonna do this till it's over but it's like this seems like a lot of time for one day it's gonna take you a long time to get to the police station and like go yeah, across town David. <laughs> yeah this, they, they didn't account for like any of that which i mean i get it because they were trying to do it quick but like yeah they're trying to show that they never sleep i mean they have to sleep their people, but they're trying to show that like, we're such hard workers. We're so dedicated. We'd never sleep. So that's why it seems like one continuous day. And I mean, if you know, if you know anything about the length of a script, usually for a show of this size, it's 40 to 50 pages. You think about something like Gilmore girls where they were such fast talkers, they're up to 80 pages. So I can imagine a show like this kind of followed the same premise because there was so much back and forth so much. It was quick, 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 quick. Um, but that's kind of what I really liked about it as a fast talker myself. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was a lot of info and it kept you engaged. So like 
it's kind of one of those shows where you half have your phone out you'll put it you'll like stop if it once it gets really interesting yeah but then like you know there's some lulls as there will be in any episode as they set everything up did you see the autopsy tech do you recognize her yes, yes. leslie grossman from her. american horror story yeah she's everywhere she's been all over the- she used to be in this show popular which was probably popular when i was a teenager and you were still between but um she's been around forever no, and she does not me. age Her like she's lips. always bubbly she always looks the same she hasn't botoxed them or anything yeah like, <laughs> exactly that's what gets you mm-hmm. you know did you notice there was a couple things right at the beginning that kind of like struck me first of all when the new girl comes in and she just looks at her and she goes too much cleavage like it was so perfect well, he and then when the ambassador came in, this was the one part I was like, okay. They picked the baby up out of the box. And I'm thinking to myself, when Olivia Pope went and picked up that baby, how'd they get him back? They just brought him in the box, no car seat, no nothing. And he's just still sitting in the box. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Like, they're like, we don't know what to do with babies. Like, we're not, none of us are in a, in a relationship. Well, apparently one guy is. Yeah. They're just passing pizza around the baby and he's just hanging out in the box till the parents yeah, arrive. Like, the hell was that so going back to some some videography um that we were talking about holy green screen um when they were outside talking like they're outside the white house so it's all filmed in la like i looked that up yeah there's no way there there would be um there's a lot of red tape to go through with that i'm sure so i want to talk about a couple more of the characters so darby stanchfield um who plays abby the redhead the annoying ass redhead. The redhead. Oh, i loved you her you loved her oh my yeah. god i hated her i enjoyed her she was crazy so apparently she's in that new show lock and key which is like on my list yeah. so we'll have to do that next is huck guillermo diaz from weeds i loved what him. else was he in i don't know half-baked Oh my gosh. Oh Literally my gosh. Half a person earlier. Oh my he god. He is another one that doesn't age. What are you talking about? He looks completely different. He's like a little meatball now what? compared to what he was <laughs> in half big. He was like super skinny. What are you talking? Are we talking about the same thing here? I don't know. Maybe I'm not thinking. No, Guillermo Diaz, half baked. I just want you to do a quick Google search. I'm going to wait for you. We're going to wait for this because I want a natural reaction. I want to watch your face. Tension. Tension. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's his face is the same. Yeah, he's a little puff, puffier now. No. But the face is the no, same. No, I refuse. They are like literally four <laughs> different people. And how bad do they want that guy that like so the redhead obviously loves the dude. Yes. They, they wish oh my God, I wrote that anything was so many times. Clive Owen. Like they wish it was Clive Owen. Like more than anything. Yeah, that, that's, like, um, Clive Owen, you please. know who that is? That's Henry Ian Cusick from Lost. Did you not watch Lost? No, I didn't watch Lost. Oh, well, I got pumped when he was on screen because I loved him on Lost. She wanted him so bad. When they did that lingering look where he was leaving the police station to go por- propose to the girlfriend, she gave him that look. And then at the end, when he put her arm around him, when she put when he put his arm around her. Yeah, she was so into him. But you know what? Just from previews of the show when it was on, I don't think he stays long on here, which is a bummer because I think their love story would have played so out. So when they pulled out the rings too, she left the room and was yeah. like staring at them like yeah. mortified. Can we talk about how big those rings were? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think 
<laughs> they were like Super Bowl yeah. rings, not in game. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was like, you love this girl. You're gonna propose. He's like, I, I don't know. She's like, yes, you're, you're gonna do this. You're gonna propose with these ugly ass rings. Pick one and go. There's no. I don't even think I saw a princess cut in there. Like I don't know, 2012. <laughs> so I don't know like how fashion. But I know when I was picking out rings, that was like the ring. Yeah, she had to talk him into that engagement, like up to 30 seconds before it so i'm like andy was a cheater i don't know why she was pushing yeah, he was him like I'm not a good person he he's like straight up i'm i'm not husband material like i'm not a good guy and she was like yes you are yeah. you have to do this i think that's i if i had to make you know prediction one of this show i'm gonna bet that's because they wanted to kind of have this will they won't they with the redhead um, and they needed kind of the, uh, someone to stand between them. But I'm almost positive that he leaves after the first season, which is a bummer. But I bet that's what they were setting up. But also, that. like, she is fond to people that think like that, as we saw with the president. Yeah. So she right. she believes in the good in people, obviously, for what she does for work, but also in her personal life, um, believes that, yeah. that, you know, that generally people are good. So that could be an all-time backfire. So, I mean, I guess I'll find out when I watch the finale, but which I'm kind of upset about. Like, I don't want to ruin it for myself. I know. I kind of got the same feeling. I was like, oh, only seven I like this show. Like, <laughs> we can go back and watch them after no, we do the finale, we but ruined. we're committed we to that. We ruined it for ourselves. Courtney and Joe ruined everything. <laughs> we there we go. We literally, we literally spoil everything, guys. You know how much confidence this woman had, though? She had so much confidence that when they went in that dark and dingy basement, she still had that, like, perfectly tailored cream-colored coat on, and there wasn't a spot of dirt on it when she left. Like, everything about her exudes confidence. Even, they actually hold Olivia Pope as somewhat of, like, a style icon because um, when they did the costumes for her, they were done by um, someone named Lynn Paleo who also did the costume design for the other political drama, The West Wing, um, as well as ER and Shameless. What they were trying to do was kind of put her in contrast to everybody else. So everyone's in those like blues and blacks and grays. And she's always in those stark whites or like those really bright pastels. So she's supposed to stand out in that way. And she's in designer everything. The Louboutin shoes, the Armani, the Gucci, the Prada. So she's really supposed to kind of stand out with that. And I think that her costumes kind of speak to her confidence because everything about her is about confidence trusting her gut empowering other people doing the right thing i mean she calls the staff gladiators yeah very prim proper like totally put together but on the inside she you know we find out she's not and i i think you know yeah. maybe the costume kind of speaks to that and kind of gives that illusion to like i'm the best bitch on the planet i have everything in order when secretly like her personal life suffering i mean she's probably working all the time she has this weird affair with the president. Sweet Baby is probably her nickname, too, you know, as we find out. Like, yeah. that's, you know. The Sweet Baby, that was so sad. I mean, and if you think about the white, that very, like, pure color, um, that's probably how she feels on the inside. Like, she probably, like you're saying, does just want love and wants wants to find somebody. I mean, I got the illusion that she left that job because she couldn't deal with having an affair with him because she wanted to believe in him as, like, a righteous person. Yeah. Can we talk about the the part where they where they like queue up the video like so quick to show um, the soldier about him being gay? Can we just can we just talk about how quick that was it. on the, the screen, like in the room that he was already in? <laughs> he didn't know that they were loading it up, and they turn on the TV and it was there. Yeah, well, you know that's how I that know, goes. Like, Everything's so 
punching. Stuff like that bothers me, and you'll find out. Like it's like the little <laughs> things that go a long way with me. And there was another thing that yeah. bothered me when she goes into the presidential office. Was there a camera in the ceiling? Because it there was no sound. Yeah, there was a camera in the ceiling because they showed that like yeah, view. but there was no sound. So I I took that that cut like that shot as it was a camera in the ceiling. I wonder if they caught the stabbing and how's the cards on that camera. Yeah. <laughs> that camera would have definitely caught that stabbing because those two had to stand all the way by the window <laughs> for the camera not to see okay, them. To, I hated that, like, I'm a conservative, I can't be gay stuff. Like, 2012, oh, it's very different. But, like, I don't know. I know. It's that was watch, a bummer. You know? I, even eight years ago, I mean, it's still, like, because I wrote in there right before she said it, I was like, is Don't Ask, Don't Tell still going on? But she said it right after I wrote that note I that, so that had been lifted. Yeah, what yeah. year? I felt, I felt, I knew it, though, from a mile away. Because as soon as they went and got that tape and all of their eyes were like, <gasps> I'm like, that's what's on that tape. <laughs> like, I knew it. You know what I like, too, that she did when she said, you lie, all bets are off. Like, I, I feel like that's going to be some foreshadowing for what goes on, because I'm sure she holds everybody at kind of an arm's length in this. And I don't think it's necessarily the staff that's going to lie to her. But as more characters are going to be introduced to this show, I can imagine there's going to be some payback for those that do her wrong. Also, you want to know what I what another weird thing is? Like she has to look everyone in the eyes. Remember when she had like the president yeah. on the TV and she was like turning yeah. her head to the yeah. left? That well, that's crazy. That you can just call the president. Like that's really cool. That's bold. Yeah. What did you think about when she sat down with the intern? Oh yeah, she just ripped that girl to shreds. Obviously, looking her in the eyes, she didn't get the the right thing. I mean, so well, no, her judgment's clouded because she clearly is in love with the president. Yeah. There's there's a lot more to that. And, you know, the new girl that was standing behind her as she's talking to the intern, she looked like she was physically ill. And I'm thinking to myself, number one, aren't you a lawyer? Number two, weren't you so pumped to take this job with Olivia Pope, as she said, with bated breath? And then, like, she looks so scandalized by what's going on. It's like... Did you not know this was going to happen? <laughs> yeah, didn't you know what you signed You're up gonna for? You're going to have to step on a, th a few throats to, like, to work your way up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When we finally see the president, I wrote down, is this the most handsome president since JFK? Like, <laughs> like he looked like such a young, handsome president. His wife was like, she looked like she was 25. Like, she was very, like, well put together, had great skin. How did she know that the intern fucked 22 people and had gonorrhea? Yeah, she was like, oh, I had a, I had a bout with gonorrhea. That's one thing I wish they explored was how they find some of this information, which I'm sure they'll get to like d deeper dive as the episodes go on but i really wanted to know more about how they actually like track all of this down but th this intern from my guess is going to go on probably for the rest of the season like i think it's going to be one of those shows where there's a central figure who is solved by the end of the episode and then there's one continuous storyline that arcs for like the season or a few seasons yeah there's going to be some underlying story and i think that's just going to be her and the president and then going back and forth until maybe they introduce something else. Um, and possibly the new girl. I mean, there might be something with her coming up. She, um, she didn't impress me as much as everybody else. Just just her, um, I don't want to say her acting, but almost like I understand she's supposed to be new, kind of naive, just getting a hang of things. You know, she's not going to be as confident as everybody else. But I just didn't like, even when she kind of took charge and she went to the hospital to eat, um, meet the intern when she had tried to commit suicide just her whole demeanor didn't seem to fit in with that group i almost wonder how long she's gonna last on this show yeah she also could just you know have that 
that like she's gonna be a foil character type of deal like she's just gonna be a background person i think she probably just something to kick off the story from what i'm guessing yeah and i mean it will you know they'll probably explore her growth um as a member of the team and stuff like that and trials and tribulations that come with this you know having an established team they have to she's the one that they have to use instead of like explaining to the audience i think she's the one that they have to use to explain things to so that the audience knows what's going on because crisis management isn't like your everyday you know we've seen so many police procedurals and lawyer shows but this is kind of a meshing of the two so they probably have to use her as a way to explain things to the audience through yeah very true people that don't come from that you know background and, and haven't worked on that and haven't really seen like what it is that crisis management you know does and what they do behind the scenes it's kind of like some sort of mix it's usually like pr and stuff it's not really like cleaning up messes and shit like but i found it really interesting at the end when he's like yeah it's the police's job to find out who killed her and you know i i I thought it was kind of cool the way you know he ended up coming out as as a gay hero and i mean swallowed his pride no pun intended yeah (laughs) and really um you know it was about finding finding out about his friend um you know who murdered his friend not so much about yeah. about himself so i thought that was nice. will we get the answer to that i wonder will we actually know who killed the friend or does it not matter at this i don't point? think it matters yeah it was more about him and what he, had he was going the client on. he was the case it's over well you know in south africa they call the show the fixer which i think is actually kind of more of a fitting title because it says you know when we're talking about that example she fixed him he went forward he came out as gay, but he did their thing. Their job's kind of over with him. I mean, I think that Americans are drawn to scandals as, you know, natural born ambulance chasers. So I'm sure that's why they named it that. But I just thought the fixer was kind of represented better what it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, I don't have anything to pick apart. <laughs> it's like, hey, I, I like this. It was entertaining. It went quickly. There was a lot of stuff to look at. There wasn't a lot of stuff to like dive in and take apart. You know what they did that was super effective? I mean, we had to go back and we had to watch this on Netflix. But you knew where the commercial breaks were coming in. And what they did was they would do a small cliffhanger before each commercial break to keep the audience engaged. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like one of them was when um, the soldier first entered. He was in blood. You know, then it cuts to commercial. And then there was another one later. So I I really liked that because it kind of kept with the twists and turns. It kind of kept that mystery going. We want to come back. We want to see what happened next. That's kind of what we were missing from House of Cards. Not keep reflecting on that one, but... <laughs> Not that we're going to talk about this the whole time and just shit on it every episode. Yeah. House of Cards just did us so wrong because we were so... We thought it was going to be so good and we were just completely So I did a quick reference. So apparently, um, since the premiere scandal has aired episodes inspired by Edward Snowden's leaking of information about the NSA surveillance program, and stuff so oh. they're kind of like bringing some stuff throughout it based off of real life and i think that's pretty cool yeah it says someone asked a, a question that said why is the editing and scandal so interesting the fast-paced editing and scandal <laughs> included the burst of photos before the commercial breaks is a strong stylistic choice that moves the show along in a swift pace and doesn't waste time on filler moments such as quick cuts don't leave the viewer to time to think deeply about the characters. Instead, rely on the show to tell us what they think about them. At the time, slower private moments allow a breather to see the intimate personal lives of the people who almost always 
on the go and creating public images. So I think, you know, there we go. We were spot on with it. I mean, because if you think about the one thing she said where or, or someone had said about her is that she doesn't believe in crying. And then you're almost near the end of the episode and she's in that coat closet, like crying, wiping away her tears. I mean, that's the moment I think that we're supposed to concentrate on, right? The other stuff is is kind of fluff. It, it's fun to find out what the crime is. It's fun to find somebody absolved of that crime. But it's more fun to deep dive into these characters because they're the ones that we're going to follow through the entire seven seasons that it's on. Another fun fact about, about our actresses here. So Katie Lowe's had worked as a babysitter to supplement her income between guest spots on TV shows. So when she was made a regular on this show, um, she didn't have to babysit anymore. So she was a babysitter. Oh, so kind of oh, a background. Okay. Oh, I could see that she gets a total babysitter vibe. I enjoyed the opener of this show a lot because I don't like when you're um when you're kind of starting from the very beginning. I like when you're dropped into something and right away we're dropped into this. It's it's this girl rushing in the bar, she's meeting up with this guy, she thinks she's there for a date. He thinks that she's there for an interview and off they go and they're deep diving into the world that we're going to live in for the next seven seasons. Yeah. Well, apparently the third and sixth seasons were cut short to accommodate Carrie Washington's real life pregnancies. Ah, so I think that's pretty cool. That. Some of the episode lengths are, are, are different. The season lengths and uh, Judy Smith, who you talked about, uh, the co-executive producer. So I did a little research on yeah. that. So she represented Monica Lewinsky the Chandra yeah. Levy family, Michael Vick, and BP after the after the Gulf oil spill. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Not great. Not yeah. great. <laughs> These are not great. Michael Vick is still a shithead. BP, yes. if you say BP to me, I think oil spill. Like Monica Lewinsky, blue dress. Yes. You know, and I feel for Monica Lewinsky. I've listened to her on podcasts and stuff. And, I mean, how do you ever come back from that? And they asked her on the podcast, they asked her, you know, why didn't you change your name or this or that? And she says, why? Bill Clinton didn't change his name. You know, so she, I mean, she's, you got to give it to her. She's a pretty, she's pretty powerful still being, she's been through a lot. Oh, I know. But I meant just like, as far as cleaning up someone's image and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, not really. I mean, they all kind of are in the same realm of, at least for me, thinking of them and what, and how I perceive notorious. them then and how notorious. I perceive them now is, is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, um, they're, they got a, no, a lot of notoriety. Well, whether it's good or bad. What did, um, what did you think about this gladiating thing? This gladiators in suits? Well, gladiators. So here's my thing. Okay. If they're really going to make this analogy, there's going to be a couple of things that you're going to find out that gladiators are mostly thrown into this or, or thrown into their situation you know slaves as um you know people that need to get out of something but then ultimately through gladiating they become a name and kind of gladiators you know back in the day they they were famous they were famous people like they were celebrities they were the like right. biggest thing back then it's a completely different realm and apparently you know through winning a certain amount of tournaments and being a gladiator for a certain amount of time, you're let go and you're let free. So is at the end of this is the new girl's prophecy kind of, is she going to start her own? Right. You know, that's an interesting take and on Start that. your own firm. It could be a way to do this. So, right. I mean, I mean, that's a cool way to I, look at it. There's going to be a hell of a learning curve. Yeah. This. Even when she's, 
when she's crying in the bathroom and Huck says to her, you know, she doesn't believe in crying. He was one step away from being like, there's no crying in gladiating. Like, you know what I mean? It was so like, it was so funny. It was, it took me out of it for a minute, but, but I really enjoyed it. Speaking of which, maybe gladiating is a reference to, back to your point with the outfits. That their armor oh. and their shield, that's the way they protect yes you're so well put together that that's that's the way that you protect yourself yeah I, I think I think that's a very good point to make because when I talked about her being a style icon earlier and we're saying yeah she's a strong woman that is probably how she protects herself you know that whole look me in the eye thing I'm well dressed I'm here my hair is perfect like ready to go but inside she's crumbling and that is like you say that's their shield that's their gladiator protection mm-hmm. totally can we talk about for a minute when they're in the Oval Office and they're doing the back and forth thing, they're building that tension. You you finally realize they have had something going on for quite some time now. And they're doing that kind of like, will they, won't they kiss? Like I was like, either kiss her or not, because I can't take the whimpering. Oh, she <laughs> we're doing. was like, overpowered, like legit physically and mentally overpowered in that moment. Yeah. You know, she showed weakness for the first time the entire episode. Oh, he's for sure her weak spot in all of oh, this. Oh, he's a total scumbag. Yeah. He's he on the cover that. with her. If you take the cover art for this show and you break it down a little bit, the show is supposed to be called Scandal. Like you think it would be, you know, maybe like some police tape or, you know, cameras flashing, paparazzi type thing. The cover art for this is her face with his face like gently greasing her neck, like almost kissing her. So it's got to be the common thread of the show that that is the biggest scandal. That's the weak part for her is the president. I'm actually going to look that up right now. I I really don't like, I mean, because I know that the relationship is going to be the focus of this thing moving forward. And I don't like that the intern had to be inserted into this. Like that just shows that he's slimy. Like he's married. Okay. He had her on the side. Maybe you could understand why that was a thing. They were very close. But now with the intern, that's just going to show a bad reputation for him all the way across these seasons. I mean, how you want to know what I'm mad at? He bought her a mm-hmm. dog. He named it Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why bring a dog into this? Why did he buy her the dog? Uh, to kind of fulfill her when he's not around. And then going to call her sweet baby. Ugh. Get out of here. Oh, fuck that guy. But she's going to need a big move to kind of make her reevaluate things. Because right now, I mean, she's this high riding person. She's in charge. Everything she says goes. Everything she thinks is the right way to think. But she's going to need those moments to kind of like check herself and for someone on the team to basically step up. So basically she needs to check herself before she wrecks herself. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Scandal Episode 1. We are going to be back with our friend Sam Stone. Yes, that is a real name. That is not his stage He name. sounds like he could be he... a gladiator with that name. And he is a Scandal <laughs> super fan. So watch out, everybody. And I'm excited to have him on. And I mean, we both really like the show. So it's nothing like he would be super defensive. Yeah, he was going to get her, pretty so. sassy if we didn't like it, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we can't wait to have Sam on, show you guys. Um, we're going to bring a couple of our friends on. You know, Maybe we'll, we'll share a little stories. Uh, we all used to work together. Yeah, we have some friends, um, we have some TV experts coming on, so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting. Yep. So stay tuned and make sure to like, subscribe, do all that stuff. 
and make sure you check out our Instagram page, Spoil Everything Pod. Uh, we will be posting some behind-the-scenes stuff, some cool stuff. Uh, we'll answer questions on there, take requests. Um, you know, whatever, reach out. Yeah. Feel free. Thanks, everybody. I'm an open book. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Watch Scandal. And then watch the last episode with us before the next episode so we don't ruin it for you. All right. Bye. Love you.